Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. After a 48-hour offseason, we are ready to get the 2020-21 PGA season started. Awesome.com. Tuesday, PGA show, Ben Raza, Tim Frank, the band is back together. We are refreshed. We're ready to go. Uh, Tim, how did you enjoy your two days? It was, man, it wasn't even one day, right? I mean, yeah. Okay, it was like zero days. It's great to really, yeah, really recharge the batteries after a grueling season. Now, that's why we love golf, right? Because there is no off season. You just just keep keep going forever. Did you watch? Yeah, for that's. Uh, that's some type of purgatory. Um, did you did you watch on Monday? Hell no, I didn't watch yeah. on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> they Sunday, didn't even play Thursday. Whatever day it started. No, I I couldn't have been more out on a tournament, and it's unfortunate because it's thirty great golfers playing a good course. Um, but yeah, I'm just the the format is dumb, and I and I tried to convey that on Twitter. Like, I just don't think that that format. Like, I think it kills it for the hardcore golf fans. And then it, but it doesn't bring in any other fans to watch it. I think the guys that would be watching it are watching it anyway and just think it's stupid, but it's not like other people that normally wouldn't watch or somehow tuning in. Nobody cares about the money. It's a lot of money, but it could be a billion dollars and like no one would still care. They just want to watch a golf tournament contested by great players at a great course. And I think that they screw it up with the the staggered start and it just, makes a lot of people lose interest and uh and i played billy ho and ryan palmer so it was evident very early that i was not going to win any money so i tried to give it a well it i wasn't going to pay attention then i saw like friday out of the gate leishman was on fire so i knew it was going to be a long week mackenzie it was just not uh for me and i needed a little break i i wish they would get into all the things i want them to do for the tour championship it would never happen but it's just really hard to manufacture drama uh, with with guys like that adding more money to large bank accounts. Yeah, I mean, to me, honestly, what makes the most sense is to just have, like they used to do it. Just play the tour championship straight up. And if DJ already has it locked up at the tour championship, nobody cares. You know, nobody's going to matter because they're still going to want to watch the tour championship and who actually wins that. And I, you know, it's just like, it's a small field and you take like half the field out of contention right off the bat by putting them in such a big hole. I just think the way it was like, just nobody, the tour will never come to grips with the fact that nobody cares about the FedEx cup. And I think that's the problem. They just, they're trying to make it relevant, but nobody really cares. And that's, and as golf fans, I don't think it matters. I think we just want to watch a good tournament and, um, yeah, they messed that up too. So, (laughs) wow. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's a different type of sport. Um, they have their Super Bowls in the form of majors. So playoffs are not, it's kind of like soccer, but it's still different. Uh, and it is what, like I said, it doesn't really matter. We turn the page. The crazy thing about golf is now everything resets to zero and we get a new season. It's going to be really different. We've got a major next week. That's not what normally happens, but the safe way open, which is what we're dealing with this week does happen each and every swing season from Silverado Country Cub in Napa. Tim, you've seen this course a million times. They play here every year. What do you, do you like it? What do you make of it? Yeah, a decent course. I just, 
I, I want to throw this out. I think I have terrible in DFS, terrible splits on Poe. I'm just bad on Poe and for DFS. I'm more of a Bermuda guy. I feel like every time we get on Poe, I do awful. So, so. a million dollar idea would be a fantasy national, <laughs> but for the DFS players themselves. I've never, I can't think of a tournament that's been played on Poe where I've, I've, I've done well. I suck. And maybe it's because I'm too tied into these, uh, like Russell Henley types, the, the SEC guys. I don't know, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I suck. I suck on Poe. Um, anyway, California, uh, Poe Greens, obviously, 7,200-yard par 72. I don't know, pretty straightforward kind of tree-line track. I don't think there's anything in the in the layout or the setup that's really outrageous. Um, you know, we've seen the winning score anywhere i think they played here like uh, six or seven years we've seen the winning score anywhere from like 14 to 18 under you know so i mean moderately difficult to to uh, maybe a little bit easier uh, on the continuum um i don't know it's not like a total just outrageous birdie fest being a par 72 you know a i guess a little bit easier than average is how i would classify it but you know we've seen the longer hitters have success here we saw champ uh kevin tway brendan Steele back to back uh, as far yeah. as winners, but you know, we've also seen some shorter hitters in and around the leaderboard as well. So I think maybe a slight bump to the bombers as usual, but, um, you know, if you have a good line on a short hitter or you have things you like about uh, a guy that's not as long off the tee, I mean, they can contend here as well. 7,200 yards, not, not overly long. No. And, and I just guys like champ when they put, well, they're going to be in contention. So I, I don't think it leans bombers. I don't think it really leans much of anything. Some tracks are just middling. And this to me is one of them. You're not going to see 25 under. You're not going to see eight under. You're going to see what we see here. Skill set wise, it's such a bad field that, you know, I don't really even know if you can label some of these guys. It's just getting hot with the irons, making putts as always. Uh, you're not going to be super punished off the tee. And it is Poa Green. So change of scenery. They go out west. It's hard. We've never – like, it's such a unique situation. The U.S. Open is next week, yet we're starting the swing season. Yeah, and especially being, you know, really such a condensed season. We saw a lot of great players play a ton of events in the last 12 weeks. This being literally one week after the Tour Championship sandwich i mean you couldn't think of a worse spot as far as for for getting a attracting a good field right i mean the week after the tour championship after all these guys just played like 12 weeks in a row on the opposite coast the week before a major so just a terrible yeah just a terrible spot you know to attract any kind of field but um you know there i believe and and chat feel free to correct me if i'm wrong there is not one player in this field who played last week not uh yes nobody that played the tour championship a couple guys played on the corn Ferry tour oh okay well that's we go to you for that i'm not gonna eat you're gonna hit me with like oh this guy who won on the corn Ferry last week was it anyone in this field no idea no okay. nobody even played bad. nobody played well that played okay well, we'll Martin Laird somehow played on the Corn Ferry Tour last week. Party Marty. Um, well, chat, this is going to be one for the books. The good thing about this is you're going to be able to play guys at prices that you'll never be able to do ever again. I can say that confidently. So let's get it started. Let's do it. <laughs> 10K and above, we've got. Four players. Matt Kuchar's withdrawn. So we've got Siwoo Kim at 10-8. Phil, 10-6. Shane Lowry and Brendan Steele, who gets a massive course history bump. <laughs> Go ahead. Please take it away. Um, Yeah. So, like, all the all the prices, like, are going to feel uncomfortable, like, pretty much above the AK. That's just how it goes. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anybody get a course history bump like Brendan Steele has gotten in this to, to be 10K. I, I mean, how, how much? I feel like he'd be like 7,800 if if he hadn't won this twice. Um, I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. Like, I don't know that that price just is out of nowhere. He, um, yeah, this is gonna sound crazy, but I actually think Siwoo Kim is the best play at the top 
and it, it, it sounds nuts, but he has played really consistently since the restart. Um, and the ball striking has been really, really good in the last three events. Um, so he's made his last nine cuts, positive ball striking in five of the nine. His last three starts were uh, plus 4.2 at the Northern Trust, point, plus 9.7 at Wyndham, where he was T3, and plus 6.3 at the PGA. So three really good ball striking events in a row. And we know he has upside. I mean, ran away with the players, won the Wyndham, uh, you know, lost in a playoff at Harbortown. He's been in contention. I, you know, he's been super inconsistent, obviously, over his career, but he's found some consistency. I feel like if you blocked all the names off, you didn't know who any of these guys were. And you just looked at kind of their pedigree, their history, and their recent form and stats. I think it would easily be Siwoo Kim, but people are like, oh, Siwoo Kim, he's he's awful for long stretches. But I mean, I don't love the price, but compared to these other guys at the top, I, I think it's pretty easy. I mean, he's been far more consistent than any of these guys and he has the upside. So it, listen, it's a small range. So w- there's only four guys and one of them is Phil. So it's really only three guys. Shane Lowry, I think is probably the best player, but at the same time, I don't really go to him in spots like this i would rather honestly i would rather play steel um who is he's playing better than you would think yes he's getting a giant course history bump but he comes into this six straight made cuts a sixth the 13th the 22nd in there he's gained with the irons in six straight events he's gained t to green in six straight events see Wu's ball striking numbers are better right now there's no doubt about it but i, I feel pretty confident that steel plays fine what i feel most confident in is that you can fade this rage and be completely uh live at the end of the week there's no rhyme or reason why these guys are ahead of dozens of other players in this field yeah yeah i agree with you 100 you definitely don't need to start in this range um and but for me just of the four guys above 10k uh i prefer siwoo uh, you know based on all the reasons i said consistency over the last 10, 11 weeks plus upside. Now, not a great course. You know, he seems to be a guy that plays great, you know, at short hitter Bermuda tracks, which this is not. But in the same vein as Lowry, I mean, Lowry seems to prefer stronger fields, um, more difficult conditions. So I'm with you. I, I, I don't like him here. Phil, I mean, he played out of his mind at the WGC, but that was really over the last two years, he's not been great. I, he won on the champions tour who cares. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Siwoo. I mean, it sounds nuts, but I think the numbers and, and everything kind of, I mean, it, it, to me, it's pretty easy, even though the price sucks, but if you had to play one of those four guys, that's where I'm going. Yeah. And I, I would go steal. Um, Everything that you're going to do up top is going to feel crazy. You just have to accept that if you're going to play this week, because there's no one who, you know, if they were really good golfers, they honestly wouldn't be here. So that's, that's neither here nor there. The next range though, I think is where a lot of people are going to have a ton of interest. And it's not just because you have some decent players, but you have, what is this? 10 guys, 10 guys in the nines, starting with Sergio Spieth is here. Unbelievable. Grio. Domin has been a popular pick, EVR, Sneds. I assume you're very comfortable maybe picking a couple of these guys to start your lineups. Yeah, for sure. I think that'll probably be pretty popular too. Uh, you know, this is a tough range because it feels like a lot of similar plays from 9,000 to 9K or 9,900. And it's just a matter of, you know, there's going to be some of these guys there on Sunday just trying to figure out you know, who it is. Cause you know, quality here, there's some quality players in here. Some guys like Domin that made it, you know, one step shy of the Northern trust, uh, Streelman, or I'm sorry, one step shy of the tour championship. Same thing with Streelman. So guys that, you know, made a decent run, um, but still some inconsistency. Uh, I guess out of this range, I like Sergio at 9,900. I think uh, the ball striking has been good since they've come back. He's made five of seven cuts. Uh, positive ball striking in every start, even the two missed cuts. The putting has just been atrocious. He's 187th in strokes game putting uh, this season. Uh, we all know that uh, I'll just throw that out and pretend like it never happened. Um, 
<laughs> smart man. Um, but no, I just think like based on long-term form, you know, he's, he's definitely a classier golfer than almost everybody in this field. And he's hitting it well. The putter just hasn't cooperated. And I think 9,900 in this field, I think that's a decent price. So he'd probably be maybe my favorite play at the top. You know, him and I, I would probably prefer him to see over Siwoo. Yeah, it's it sounds ridiculous to say that. I guess if I had to start with somebody, it would be Sergio for me. What, I mean, do you echo those thoughts? I know it's not the same caliber of player, but clearly we know that Grio is a very good ball striker. He can't putt. He is a winner here. The form, he found something, you know, at the 3M, he was fantastic. And then he was decent, made the cut at the major. Do you do you go to him in a spot where he's clearly overpriced or are you not nearly as high on that? I don't know. I feel like I'm just so scarred from playing Grio so true. much. And him being awful, yeah, yeah, he's playing better, but ninety seven hundred—that's that's expensive. I'd I think I'd rather roll the dice with a guy like Domin, who good ball striker, consistent. He seems overpriced as well, or even EVR at ninety four hundred. I think he's a little more boomer bust, um, you know, inconsistent. We're not sure what we're gonna get from him, but that might not be a bad thing, you know, in, in a GPP. I think I think in these terrible tournaments, you see people gravitate towards consistency like guys where it's like, Oh, he's made six cuts in a row and the stats like aren't awful. Um, but you know, if, if you're just locking in like a T 30, even in a terrible field, like that's no good. I'd rather maybe focus on some guys that, yeah, we don't know what we're going to get from him, but if he's on, he has a little legitimate shot to win this event. I think people just look for safety when there's just a bunch of terrible players. And I don't know if that's the best way to go. No, it's not. And it's, it's counterintuitive because When you see the pricing, you're just like, oh my God, this is a disaster. How am I going to get these guys through the cut? So your first inclination is like, all right, well, let me pick guys that are at least playing well and consistent. In fields like this, you really do want to ramp it up. Uh, I don't think that Varner per se is ramping it up, but he is someone that has shown he can compete in in certainly stronger fields than this. He had a putt to, to advance in the FedEx Cup, just got nabbed right at the end there. But this is a guy that Tita Green checks out crushed it at the Wyndham I think he that's a type of player I think is is very live to break through an event like this I like Varner quite a bit this week yeah I'm with you in in, along the same lines where it's like he's had some really good performances since the restarts and he's had some bad performances you can live with that though it's yeah like in you're playing GPPs especially large field GPPs I mean we're just you're just literally should only be focusing on upside especially in the more expensive plays so yeah I mean I I'm with you I like him a lot and the inconsistency kind of draws me to him you know people might look at like I don't know he's missed uh you know three of his last five cuts but yeah this is an awful field and when he's on he's the ball striking can be very solid yeah I don't mind him at all um Redmond I don't like that they're on Poe. He was really bad his last time out, but I just think in the last like year and a half, uh, his ball striking has been so good, consistent. I wouldn't mind taking a shot with him. Um, no Sneds, I, I really thought we'd get like a sneaky Sned spot where he was going to be like 8K or something, but boy, 9,300. I guess I didn't realize the course history was pretty good here, but I, I thought we'd get a cheap like spot where you could play him and, but boy, I don't think this is it. That's real. That's pretty expensive for as bad as he's been playing. He's been terrible. Like yeah. he isn't, we both are big, you know, Sneds is live to win. He's got good at win equity. His best finish since farmers back in January is 22nd. And that was at a WGC. He's done nothing. So I'm not going to go there. Spieth is there. And I have said that I do think if, if slash when he finds it, it's going to be at a garbage field, not at like the masters against the best players in the world. But he, he's virtually a lock at this point to lose off the tee. Um, and his putter is not nearly as Mackenzie Hughes like <laughs> as he needs it to be. So I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to chase it. it may, I might have a little, but I assume you're not on board with like really targeting speed this week. Yeah. 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 You, you assume, right. I'm, actually the opposite i'm on board with not playing him in, in okay. any lineups any format that may be low ball low ball i wish they had low ball elite low ball play Oof, him, him and sneds you pair those guys up you're just 
Yeah, this is a, this is an easy week to play low ball. You could get to 60k if you needed to. Um, let's get to the 8k range. Cam Davis leads us off. We've got Keegan. We've got Burns. My guy Bud Cauley. Uh, you know, it, it's a mix and match of a lot of different types of players in here. Danny Lee, Will Gordon, Mark Hubbard, who did not miss a cut during the restart, also gained strokes putting every week during the restart. That's something. Uh. What do you do with this range, which is just kind of your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour player? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Cam Davis is interesting at 8,900. Uh, been playing better, made his last four cuts. Uh, positive ball striking in the three shot link events. One of those was the Barracuda, so we don't know what happened there. He's been okay. Um, you know, I like Burns at 8,700. Again, kind of like Redmond, I wish this was not Poe. Um, more of a Bermuda guy. But I think this is a really good spot for him. Um, a little bit like Varner, kind of been inconsistent, but we've seen some really good performances out of him. Long off the tee, great off the tee player, great putter. Um, that can lead to some really good scoring, especially on a par 72. So, I mean, I, I like Sam Burns. I've played him a lot, at least four and a half uh, ball striking in four of his last seven events. Um, and a little bit erratic, but I, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. And I think this is a course that could set up pretty good for him outside of the green surface, but I, I try not to make too much, too much of the putting splits. Um, but that would be the only kind of red flag for me, but I, I really like the spot for Burns. Yeah, I mean, listen, Burns is a good player. I think we're, we're saying the same thing in that he has shown it's early, but he has shown a serious split. He's an LSU guy and Bermuda right now is his only good surface on the greens. His ball striking is very good. And it's not to say that he can't lock box a putting performance even on a surface he doesn't like cam davis the thing i like about him and i i always go i say this every time i go to fratelli this is like the fratelli formula this guy gains strokes not consistently but it's he can gain a lot of strokes in any way like he's a good driver of the ball he's had multiple performances where he's gained four strokes with the irons he's had multiple performances where he's gained four or five strokes putting so it can come from anywhere. If you ever combine like two of those in a week, he could win. Uh, and that type of inconsistently is actually a good thing. You, you kind of rev it up. And we've talked on this show before, Tim. Give me a guy who's going to gain five strokes putting or lose five strokes putting over a guy who just gains zero every week. Yeah, exactly. You want like the Billy, Billy Horschel <laughs> of like, you know. That negative guy. five, negative five, like plus 10 or something. Cause that you're going to, uh, that, that's what you need. Right. I mean, he could right around zero is never going to give you anything or slightly negative, slightly positive. You kind of want those boomer bust guys in all aspects and especially putting um, yeah. another guy. What, what do you think about uh, Tyler Duncan at 8,400? I, I think he's Dunks. no, not a fan. No, no, I'm a big T dunk oh, fan. Like in life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, since the restart, been really, really good. I uh, made eight of nine cuts, positive ball striking in seven, and he's kind of a guy that just he's played well since they came back. Um, it doesn't feel too expensive. I mean, eighty four hundred is still more expensive than you would normally pay, pay for him in, in a normal event, but I just think considering how well he's played since the restart, how well he struck it. I think it's a decent price for him. I don't, I don't mind him at all at 8,400. No, I, I have no problem with him. I, I do prefer Bud Cawley just because it's Bud Cawley and he's showing a little signs. Um, that's what I do. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Duncan, you look at his form and he's gaining consistently with the irons. His last tournament is a straight throwout. He made it to Olympia fields. Nobody's stats are going to look good at Olympia fields. Like just the fact that he made it there is an accomplishment that course was impossible. None of the guys in this field basically have that to their resume right now. And they're lucky they didn't because that was the hardest week of the entire year. So I don't mind that. Do you have any feel on a guy like Will Gordon? I really don't. I probably will pass, but I have trouble conceptually grasping how good he is. Yeah, I, I don't think I would be playing him. But, you know, I see the merit just based on a, a really young player who has some upside, you know, we've seen him contend in one event, uh, not a lot of starts. Um, you know, I don't think I'll get there, but you know, I think in an MME setting, if you're just looking 
or maybe a guy that can flash, but he's another, is he, he's an SEC guy, right? I feel like he went to uh, an SEC. So Will Gordon. I thought he went to Vanderbilt, but I might have. Yeah, I think up. he went to Vandy. I mean, that um, is CC, but. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't mind playing him. I don't think I'll get there, though. Um, just like a lot of times with these really young guys, unless they come out of the gates and the stats are just really good right off the bat, I take more of a wait-and-see approach. That's fair. I, I mean, like I said, it's – you're going to have a – multitude of quote-unquote flyers in this field so i tend to if i'm if i'm going to take a stab on a guy i'd rather do it in like you know the low sevens high sixes rather than like at that price you can get some golfers that we have a resume on things He's a better that play nature. than lucas glover i don't know what happened to lucas glover remember when he was gaining like 30 strokes <laughs> t to green yeah he was like he was just like lock button i don't know and then all of a sudden it just uh it went it went away completely. Um, anything else? I know we, co- we covered most guys, uh, from this range, but anything else before we keep going? No, I think I'm good on the AK range. Okay. We got some, we got some good plays here in the seven K range though. Oh, we, <laughs> we certainly do. Uh, and Chad, you know, I know we've got le- legitimately every single sport in the world going on right now, but we appreciate you making some time for a little PGA. So if you get the like button now that you're here, listening to us break down the safe way we'd appreciate it um let's get into it 7k step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Denny McCarthy, the putting god himself first. Charles, not a putting god second. All sorts of players here. We'll start with the, you know, the upper sevens. Anybody catch your eye? Is it like Patrick Rogers season? I feel like you could say something like that. Denny McCarthy is oh, a good God. play this week. He, dude, look at the numbers. He's. I'm gonna keep saying this. I feel like if this was event event was on Bermuda, I would just have it just completely, just be a print fest because I like all these guys that are good on Bermuda. The the ball striking numbers for McCarthy have been really good. Plus four point two at Northern Trust. Uh, plus seven at Wyndham, plus 1.3 at the PGA Championship. Uh, he played the Barracuda. He is plus 1.3 at the 3M. I mean, he's the best putter in the world. This isn't his preferred surface, but the ball strikes, he has found something. He has found something. Wyndham, he was great. And then again, really good again at Northern Trust. I think he's going to putt good on any surface. I, I like him. I like him a lot. I mean, I don't think 7,900 is really overpriced for him either. He is striking it better. Um, he's striking it good now. It's not just like, oh, he's like, oh, a little bit better. I mean, he's his last two events are good. Yeah, I'll give you that. His last two events are good. Wyndham was ridiculously good. Northern Trust was good. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just so tricky with these guys. We've talked about this. It, I don't want to dig into one week, but it's just so... I don't want to say ironic. He finally strikes it good at the Northern Trust, and then he loses. <laughs> that was the first time he had lost strokes putting since March. Dude, he's so due now. He's going to game like yeah, 10 yeah, he's strokes. due all right. Um, listen, in a field like this, when you when you have a skill set that good, you're certainly going to be in play. I like him more than the guys that are around him. I like him more than Glover, more than Schwartzel, more than Furick, more than – Grace, I don't even pretend to know. Charlie, uh, not Charlie Hoffman. Patrick Rogers is another putting god. 
The problem with him is his ball striking has been atrocious. At the Northern Trust, he lost a crisp 15 strokes tee to green. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I want to chase that. But the next two guys, talk to me about this little range. We've got Charlie Hoffman, Cameron Tringali, Luke List. I don't mind going to these type of plays in this field. Hoffman, yeah, is really interesting because he'd been bad for a very long time. Um, and actually, he struck it great at the Northern Trust, gained 6.1. Um, he also, Workday, had a decent ball striking performance. But he's the kind of guy that, like, right, he's a, a much better player uh, than the price, especially in this field. And if we have some inkling that maybe he's turning things around, seems like he could be a value so, yeah, I like him. I don't think a lot of people will be on him. But, yeah, he's definitely turned things around. I think that's interesting uh, at 7,500 in this field. Tringali, he's kind of more of the uh, consistent guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing. But like we said, I, I just don't know. I, he seems like even no matter how bad the field is, is he really going to contend? I don't mind him playing good. He's a California guy. And List, I like had those two just amazing ball striking events back to back and two atrocious uh, putting events. I think it was, was it Memorial and PGA? I think where he just was awesome ball striking and lost like seven strokes putting. It was bad. Um, It was PGA and Wyndham. PGA and Wyndham. All right. Um, And then he was bad at the Northern trust. So I, I don't know what to make of it. I think this is a good course for him though. I like the setup. He's definitely striking it better. Uh, good score. Was fourth here in 2019. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind him. Um, as kind of the more inconsistent option as opposed to Tringale, who I think definitely a lot more made cut equity, but the scoring upside um, and maybe like the top five potential, I just don't know if it's there with Tringale. The other thing with List, you know, and I, I know I'm kind of speaking generalities, we see list hovering around 7k in in very average to above average fields. He's $7400 in this field. If he had a couple of decent performances to close, he would be 9500 here. There's not a doubt in my mind. So just that price tag alone, Charlie Hoffman, you're going to get miscut equity through the roof, but he also has top 5 equity, which is what you're looking for unlike Cameron Tringale, some of these other guys that are much more live to make the cut. Kyle Stanley is just here. I, I don't, I, I'd be lying if I said I had a good feel. Tita Green, it's actually been okay, but the results have been god awful. Yeah, no, I just, I think there's a lot of plays in this range. You can make a case for a lot of guys, and I just, I don't think I'm going to get there with Stanley. What a world. Maverick? Not good at the Wyndham. Decent at Barracuda, good at 3M. It's just God. I don't know. Carson yeah. B is here. He's been terrible. Yeah, straight garbage. He's been bad. Harry Higgs. This this is where you're gonna find some. This is a good flyer range, but it's really hard to find any consistency. Your boy Taylor Gooch is here. Uh Sep Straka. Some really good ball strikers, but guys that are just not consistent. Um you're just gonna skip right over Wes Bryan. No, I was waiting. I was just waiting. Hopefully, I was hoping my feed cut out. I was going to give it a couple more moments before we had to do this. Again, I felt like a damn genius listening to you about Wes Bryan at Wyndham. He was like six under in the first round, and then he was just six under permanently. It's, yeah, he's working his way back, all right? It's not going to be like overnight, okay? Um, but, I mean, he really put him with Denny McCarthy is very similar. They're very similar players, putting gods, um, awful ball strikers. I mean, Brian's the same thing. He's he's figured something out, all right? He's gained 4.6 with the ball striking at Wyndham, and that includes gaining a stroke off the tee, which for him, that's like monumental success. Um, gained 5.1 at Rocket Mortgage, was right around even off the tee, um, and gained 6.3 at the Travelers. So his three... His last three starts on the PGA Tour, really good ball striking. Again, another guy who prefers Bermuda. Um, But he's found something with the ball striking. And I think even on Poe, I think, will be a fine putter. I don't know if it's like an ideal spot for him. I don't love the course for him. But I'm just saying he's playing much, much better. And he's figured something out. I think he's gotten the driver figured out. Last eight rounds, um, 
slight positive off the tee. So, I mean, I don't mind him. I don't love him here because I don't think the course fit is great for him. But he's he's figuring things out, and he's definitely a guy in some of these that I'm going to keep an eye on at, like, RSM, Mayakoba, some maybe better course fits. Yeah, listen, he he is someone that if you're if you're running models or data, you have to keep in mind that most likely you have really bad data for him uh, because he was hurt and he was losing five to seven strokes off the tee seemingly every week. So that's not going to happen anymore. He's not going to become a, a driving god. But you're right, Tita Green. He's fixed it. He's a better player than his price because it hasn't caught up. I don't like this course. So that is the big concern. This is not a good course for him. It, it really isn't uh, that that is concerning the putting surface, just the, just the know, layout in general. Yeah. Just no. the layout in general. Um, he's going to look really good in the last 12 round model and like the last hundred round model, not going to look so good. No, he'd be down there with Brendan Todd in that. Uh, so I have a, this is a pure flyer, Johnny Vegas. He's going to gain off the yeah, That's right. He's going to gain off the tee. He gets, he is the type of guy. I, I just want to read off the, these putting splits. And this really encompasses what I'm talking about. In his last five events, he's gained for putting 3.1, 3.6, 1.7. And then he's lost 3.6 and 5.5. He's that type of player. And I think when you pair the off the tee and that type of putting, you get a true one percent flyer in tournaments. That's that's about all I could say about him. Any comment on Johnny Boy? Is all I heard is that he's gained three point six the last two times out and missed the cut. That's I I, I tuned out after that. It's like it's, if you can't make the cut, gaining three point six. No, I was going backwards. That was oh. when he was playing good at Travelers. You're much you're much better at these type of plays than I am the kind of like reading the tea leaves and legitimately finding like a 1% guy. Um, I mean, I'll defer to you. So no, because all I see is four straight miscuts. Um, yeah. I, I see. I this is where, it. listen, this is, I think these are the type of plays where the money is made, to be honest. Like it, oh, it's that's very so bad. <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> it's such a fine line. Cause you can start throwing out dozens of these guys and most of them are going to miss the cut. I just don't think, that Johnny Vegas coming in missing three straight cuts makes him, I, I know this sounds kind of stupid, but I don't know if that necessarily makes him more likely to miss this cut. <laughs> when you look at his game, um, and I think this is a fine course for him. I really do. Like he, he's, he's played here a bunch. Of course, history's not, but it's erratic as he is. Like he's got a 10th, he's got some missed cuts. He's got some middling. I don't want to get hung up on him because there's a million other guys, but you could do worse than him. This feels exactly like that. The time you said to play Charles, like, and I said, he missed, he's missed like five straight cuts. And then I made fun of it. And then he finished like T3. And I don't know if that's the work day or the I think it's 3M, but like yeah, literal, this feels like exactly the same spot. It, it's well, Charles just an anomaly though. And he just for the record. Yeah. Charles coming into 3M had missed four straight cuts. And then he came in third. Uh, hopefully that happens with Johnny Vegas. Anyway, do you want to talk about Chesson Hadley, Pat Perez, Zing Zoon Zhang, any of these guys before we get into the cheapies? Christopher Ventura. Yeah, that guy. No, I, I really don't. No. no. I mean, I don't. I don't know. This is such a weird week. It feels like it's a week where you can't find one good play, but then it also feels a week like a week where there's like a lot of guys you could play. It's so, I don't know. The first time I looked at things, I was like, oh, this is a terrible week. I don't even know if I can make one lineup like that I'm comfortable with. And then it's like you start clicking a guy and then you find like there's like five or six other guys in that range that you can make a case for. It's like, oh, I could pivot to Hoffman. I could pivot to List. I could pivot. And it's like next thing you know, you're in the weeds. So I don't know. It's it's a really it's a, not an easy week. Certainly not easy. Yeah, I'm having more trouble. I can tell you right now, my problem is not going to be making lineups. It's going to be prioritizing them. Like I can make a bunch of lineups that I feel okay with, but if I had to look at them and say, these three are my three max and high dollar lineups, that's going to be a problem this week is very hard to separate. Yeah, I would agree. 100. I, I think that's exactly 
kind of how I, I felt. I was like, I, I don't really like, and then it's like, well, I could play this guy, but then I don't know. They, it feels like there's four other guys at yeah, that same pivots. price range that they're all like a coin flip to each other, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We go to the cheapies and I do want to just say, as I always do, Chad, a, we appreciate the likes. We appreciate the views. If you guys haven't signed up for awesome plus and you want to, we have so many passes come check us out. It's not just for golf. I did an NFL show today. NBA is going on baseball, MMA, the U S open for tennis is this week. The U S open for golf is next week. College football. We have some big things coming for college football. There is a slate this Saturday. No Chubb Hubbard, but we got some big names on that slate. Tim will be playing, dropping the goods. Uh, so I'm excited. Like I said, if, if you don't want to sign up for a month or an annual, come in for a week. Go to awesomeo.com slash join. Select the package that works for you. But let's get to these cheapies. We kick things off with Peter Uline, uh, who's he's a guy. We got Duffner. Tom Hoagie, Shank. I mean, there's still names down here. It's just very inconsistent players. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about Shank, but he honestly feels like the kind of guy that we kind of both said not to play. He feels like the $6,900 version of Tringali. Just a very very consistent guy, but I just don't know if he really has the pop to actually contend. But, I mean, if you're just looking at finishes – and looking at his stats, I mean, they look very good for 6,900. Made his last seven cuts. Uh, positive ball striking in his last five events, his last five shotling events. So he's playing good, but just, I, I don't know, very – I think if you're playing some high-variance guys um, and you don't want to just jam in six high-variance guys, maybe there's some safety with Shank. But I just question if he really has the upside to kind of contend even in a terrible field like this. But He's been consistent. The The finishes have been decent, uh, making cuts. Stats have been good. So I don't mind him, but just kind of maybe the opposite of the type of guy that you would really maybe want to target. I don't know. That seems like a really weird way to tout a guy, but. it, Yeah, it, it's a little strange, but I, I certainly echo your thoughts on it. I He's playing good enough to find the weekend, but at the same time, the guy doesn't have a top 25 finish since January. Uh, that's not great. So it's just how you frame it. I don't, I don't think that he's automatically making this cut by any stretch. And I don't think he's automatically drawing dead to give you some ceiling, but more often than not in a range like this, I'll look to Wyndham Clark. I'll Aaron wise is really playing bad, but in theory, I would look to him because these are guys who are really, you know, Aaron Wise is one on tour and, and Wyndham Clark can get crazy hot. He can go out and shoot 63. No problem. Uh, JB Holmes is a no, right? It's gotta be a no. Oh, he was in this field. Is he? I, he I is. don't know. Maybe he's not. That would make it so much easier. He is. Yeah, he's got a little note. What does it say? Shoulder. Like he's playing football is listed in the field. Get out there, JB. <sighs> That's going to slow him down even more. He's going to have to be <laughs> worrying about his rubbing his shoulder. Um, that guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am with you, right? Like Aaron Wise, just infinitely more likely to win, contend, like just psycho scorecard, you know, finish T30, but make a just a boatload of birdies, birdies and eagles, like you, you, way more likely than Shank and, and all of those scenarios. So, yes, I would agree with you. Some of the problem is it's like, wow, you're looking at these guys trying to cobble up a reason to play them. Um, and like a lot of the stuff will point to Shank, but like we said, the upside just isn't there. Um, Sorry, I was distracted because I'm literally reading the note on Bryson Nimmer. No, yeah. No yeah, idea. A, I thought he was the leadoff hitter for the Mets, but he, he may be that guy. Nimmer has withdrawn his name from the field. He'd been playing really well in the Locali Q series race to the Bahamas. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, that's some elite, elite uh, company. Locali. Just a good Italian place by me named Locali. I get real good salmon from there. But well, can I take him off my spreadsheet or what? I was going to lock him in. Bryson has, he's not even cheap like that's not that cheap I, for a guy i've never heard of in my life this guy's so good he, they don't even give him the o the red o they just leave him in there um 
but apparently he's not playing. So through his name though. I don't know. I was like, does he have to be okay to withdraw? Like, I feel like who is this guy? Mackenzie Tor. He's a Clemson guy. He's probably watching the game on Saturday. Well, one, one down in, in the cheapies, like Austin cook. No Bermuda Benny's withdrawn. Burgoon's withdrawn, man. There's a lot of, a lot of missing yeah, guys. A lot of, a lot of guys just didn't want to play here. What about <laughs> so do you think there's any chance that Russell Knox finds something? Um no. No. Okay. This is not not a good spot for him. I think a lot like Wes Bryan. Agree. This is the type of course that I would want to play him at. Um, shorter courses, Bermuda courses, I think we've seen him have success at i'd be more intrigued with him at that type of place so it's like if you're looking for a guy to turn things around you know it's one thing if the guy has already turned it around and it's like well this isn't a great course fit but maybe it works it's another thing if it's like you're looking for him to turn around and he's trying to do it on a course that probably isn't a good course fit that's like kind of two red flags for me i don't know yeah i'm with you i i think chasing if a guy has shown signs, it's actually, yeah, what you want is the opposite. You want a guy who's maybe shown a little life on bad courses. And now he comes to a course that's a much better fit. And you're like, all right, he's trending upward, but the results haven't been there. Now he gets a great course. That's what I've done. And I've tried to buy with some guys here and there. The problem is, is we don't know what type of course this is, even though they've played here for like well, eight years. We know enough to say it's not a Russell Knox course. Very it's true. not. Um, Very true. I got one for you. I got a lock down here. Hold on. Let me. Is it Matthew Neesmith? It's not Matthew. Good. Okay. I didn't want to go there. Who? Who is it? Is it? Is it bad? It. I like had never heard of this guy until about oh, four. Great. Weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds promising. Chris Baker, sixty four hundred oh, for the birdie. Ma- Pat May always says the birdie maker Baker. This Dude. guy. Go ahead, please. I don't know where he came from. I don't know where he's been. I don't know what. All of a sudden, this dude just comes out of nowhere. He's not a young guy either, which is not great. I wish he was like 22 or something. T20 at Wyndham gains almost six strokes with the ball striking. T53 at the Barracuda. We don't know what he did. T41 at 3M gains 7.3. T45 at Rocket Mortgage gained 3.6. The guy has the ball striking uh, in this field of literally like a 9k guy like doc redmond or rio he's like i mean he might be over the last and this isn't an exaggeration i I, over the last his last 12 rounds which kind of span you know he doesn't play a lot goes all the way back to the rocket mortgage he might be like top three or four in ball striking over those events i i shit you not chris so this guy (laughs) first of all he's Stripe, yes. T to green, you legitimately, if you did a blind test, you would have him easily in the top 10 of this field. Two, I played this guy, I believe it was at 3M, and on the last hole, he needed a birdie. It was the par five, and he put it in the drink, dropped it, hit it across the water, and still made birdie to make it on the number. Chris Baker is a fighter. Uh, He won't give up. Yeah, unfortunately, I had him, I think, on my DJ teams, and that was when DJ was shooting 85 every single week. Uh, I don't mind that. I really don't. This is the type of player he scores. If he makes the weekend, he will outscore his placement. And normally, he truly is playing in fields where he's towards the bottom talent-wise. That's not the case this week. He is just as good as a large majority of this field. Yeah. And I mean, his his price at 6400 in this field is ridiculous. And I, and I, I should crunch the numbers or somebody who has a better supercomputer than me should crunch the numbers. And over the last 12 rounds, I just like to see where he ranks in the entire field and ball striking. I guarantee it's way, way up there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's gaining, it's like four, four strokes T to green per event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Neem, uh, this Nimmer guy, this guy's a character. Um, good for him, right? It's a shame we won't see him. I, I was looking yeah, forward to it. On the locale tour though, you know? Oh, Cali, man. I'm going to have to get some food after this. It's good marketing. Any like Chase Seifert, uh, just, I'm just throwing out some names. We, you got like Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Walker's a name, but he's playing so bad. Affy Barnett. Jimmy Walker's not playing anymore. 
No. Okay. He's got it. Goodbye. No. Um, I don't think you want to go to the real low. I know these guys aren't that much worse than a, I just, they have no form whatsoever when you get to like the flat men. James Hahn. There you go. Mm-hmm. 6k. I love that guy. I, love here. I got, I got nothing. No, I'm not going. You don't, here's the thing is you don't, this is definitely not the field where you need to go cheap on because right. What are you going cheap for? There's nobody to pay up for it. that. You know, it's great to have cheap guys when it's like, Oh, we're going to jam in like DJ and Rom. Why, why are you taking on this risk? And I, and I do like Baker. So he's definitely the one guy below 7K I really like. Um, but to try and figure out like really sneaky plays and multiple guys down here when you're just, there's nothing to play at the top. So, I mean, why why go down here? That's, that's part of the problem. It'd be great if this was a really strong field and we had a lot of expensive guys we had to play. Then we could go hunting for, you know, guys below 6,500. But what good is it going to do you this week? Nothing. Well said. Like if for some insane, and it would be reason, say like Rom and JT were here and they were both 12,000, like you could conceivably play both and then you'd want to take four guys from down here, something right. like that. You don't want to you don't want to take two pure punts to jam in Siwoo in the middle. <laughs> yeah, because when you do that and then Siwoo, like do you realize what Siwoo's made cut equity is like compared to – what normal 12k golfers are it's it's not great let me tell you um so yeah be be cognizant of that and and in terms of lineup construction and then we'll bounce on out of here I, i do think that attacking for me that 9k range and that 7k range will be a popular build i i don't want to go to the extremes just because i don't think the players up top nearly warrant the players that you'd have to take down low if that makes sense no yeah i think yeah we're on the same page there. But once I once I plug in Chris Baker, though, that's going to – that leaves me with a lot of money. So Maker, Baker. If he could putt, I – like I've – I will say, and again, it's just shot tracker, but I watched, you know, his full 18 pretty intently a couple days, and he gives himself looks. This is a guy that, of course, I don't know much about him. In a field like this, he is more than – playable I, I wouldn't be stunned to see a, one of his better finishes on tour he might be able to crack the top 40 this week you never know you never know and on that note Safeway open we've got a lot of guys here we didn't get through all of them so tomorrow night 8 30 eastern me and jeff ulrich will be breaking it down live before lock answering your questions we had a great suggestion from chat earlier in the show talking a little more about lineup construction We will do that tomorrow. We'll get into it. Hit the like button on your way out. It's been fun. Follow us on Twitter. Handle's right there. If you have any questions, hit us up. Hope to see you inside the rope soon enough, chat. It's going to be a long, good year, but let's get through the safe way. Then we get to the open. Good luck this season, fellas. I'm with you, T-Dog. And on that note, we will see you guys tomorrow night. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.